Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus. It is Friday, December 9th. Today's show is presented by Geico. So you can see all the ways that you could save. We are four wide today as well. Field, Stefania, Mike, and myself breaking down everything heading into week 14, which includes a Thursday night football game that awesome. I don't want to talk about. No, I know you, you do. <laughs> I don't. I know you don't, but we do. The but rest you of guys, us everyone do. else yeah. wants to. So we're going to do that as well. But first and foremost, hello. It's nice to see all of your beautiful faces. I'm still not used to doing the Friday show, so it's a little different for me. Wait. It's nice to see us. Yes, Can I you actually, just say like seconds before we came on the air, you were like, what'd you say? It's Try very to, important you don't suck today. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm on the that's show. That's a difference between Daniel like. What are you talking about? On air and off air. I wow. would say, oh, whereas you right. are now, just mean just a, on air all the time. It's exactly right. That's it. I'm okay. I'm honest with who I am. Got it. Consistency. Mike Clay very high in Tristan's consistency yeah. rankings this year. That's yeah, right. consistently a jerk. That's exactly. won one race and hey, go-kart track. You guys, you guys, you guys. The holiday season. Can we all just get along? Look, this I came in we feeling to good it. today, and then this guy's like, "Don't suck today." Well, let's talk seconds about seconds before we started. I'll Mike, tell you Mike, what. Mike, Mike, we're dropping it. Yeah, we're moving on. I don't want everybody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, come on, let's start. Look, peace, love, joy. Isn't that what the holidays are about? That is what the holidays spreading are about. Spreading cheer, except for the Raiders. Someone was spreading cheer all around <laughs> last night. His name was Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and by all around last night, I mean there? like the I know last. It's not fantasy seconds. relevant, but let's let's start there because put this aside for a second. I know Daniel's disappointed because the Lions own the Rams Draft first round pick. pick only reason why? That's the only reason why. Still, you're, if, if if I had told you. 14 weeks into the season, the Rams would be four and nine. You sign up for that a hundred times out of a hundred. Right? It's yes. still going to be a very valuable pick, whether yep. it's top mm-hmm. five, eight, ten. It's a great pick for you guys. It's going to be a difference making player. I know that Baker Mayfield's not going to register on the fantasy radar for most. I don't think he'll be inside my top 10 next week or top 15, maybe not even the top 20 against the Green Bay Packers. We'll save that conversation for next week when we dive into it. If you love sports, this is a great sports moment. Baker Mayfield, certainly not the most popular player in the NFL. People think he's a little bit too brash for their own uh, own liking, and certainly more commercials than critical wins of late has been a problem for Baker Mayfield. I get it. I get why he has been an easy player to root against. Last, it's a cool story, though. Came back 48 hours after arriving with the Rams, leads them to that comeback. Cool sports moment. Like, if you're a Raiders fan, I get it. You're disappointed. Mm. If you have no horse in the race, last night was a cool sports moment. Can we really quickly talk about why you do play single high coverage on that final play? Is that a thing we can talk about? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Well, let's talk some no, fantasy you know, stuff. There's, yeah, there's some nuance to it. But yeah, obviously, uh, it was probably a call they wish they had back. But um, yeah, it's a tricky. It's a. Let's start with the Raiders real quickly, because I think the Raiders, listen, Josh Jacobs and Fields, you mentioned it almost before the show. It's tough to feel like Josh Jacobs sort of had like an average day. It was fairly average across the board. And still, what what's an average day I was, I was for Josh say, Jacobs? Like, when I, at the end of the game, I was kind of like, eh, that was all right from Josh fine. Jacobs. How great was it though? 19.4 fantasy points. That's pretty like, great. You didn't feel great about it. You got 19.4 fantasy points from Josh Jacobs, who had 27 carries, who had 99 rushing yards, who had two catches, who had a touchdown. He also left the game briefly, Stefania, for a hand issue, and apparently it's okay. He did. I mean, when he, when he got up to leave, I was like, is it the quad? Is mm-hmm. it the calf? No, it's his hand. It's something else. Went back, got some x-rays, came back, continued to play. He's having a very Derrick Henry-like stretch right now. Five straight games mm-hmm. with 26 touches or more. He's obviously more prolific in the passing game than Derrick Henry. Not quite as prolific as a rushing touchdown maker as Derrick Henry in seasons past, but simply ridiculous. Mike has him ranked near the top of his projections every single week, and Another illustration of why Mike is the GOAT. He is correct in that assessment. Devontae Adams had a disappointing day, not because of Devontae Adams. Only 10 fantasy points, but this offense just struggled to be able to move the ball. All in the first half. Yep. 
You felt good at the, at the first half, right? First Mike, half, you were like, sweet, I got it. 10 fantasy points at halftime. I know mm-hmm. touchdowns. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's Devontae Adams. Like he was mm-hmm. our, li- he's a lineup lock. He, he has a couple duds this season. That's fine, right? You can, you could deal with that because it's a guy that's top five. He's going to finish top five, right? What are you going to do? So with all the things that we just talked about, understanding Baker Mayfield may not be ranked inside our top 10 or top 12 or top 15 next week. How does he impact any of the Rams within this offense? Mike, is he going to make any of them rise to the level of being fancy worthy? No, I don't think so. I don't think not so at all. Skronic. No, Ben Skronik <laughs> had a de- I mean, a decent second half or good second half. Good let's second be honest. Half, yeah. uh, Tyler Higby didn't do much. Van yeah. Jefferson caught the game winning touchdown, but was pretty quiet before that. I don't think you feel great about any of these guys. And let's be honest, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield had a great finish to that game. You know, he's going to learn the the offense. He'll be better at that going forward. But he's not a good fantasy quarterback. He's never been even in good situations. Over the last two seasons combined, he has one top 10 finish. Yeah. He doesn't add anything with his legs. He doesn't have a lot of passing upside. I don't want us to get too carried away with that, thinking mm-hmm. this is a guy I'm going to go out and get on waivers. I'm struggling a quarterback. He's sure. going to help me out in the fantasy playoffs. That's not going to happen. So yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Only thing that I will add is that I don't know that Ben Skoranek, excuse me, that uh, that John Wolford slash Bryce Perkins had led us to the Ellinger zone where the offense was completely non-functional. Right. That it just zapped all the life out of basically everybody. But it wasn't very good. And Baker Mayfield, I think, gives a pulse, brings a pulse to the passing game, which it's not like I'm going to have Ben Skoranek ranked inside my top 30 for wide receivers next week. It's possible, though, that if we get three straight good Ben Skoranek games, that if you're in an injury situation and you're deep into your playoffs and you play in a deeper league, he might crack that flex rate. That's the only thing that as far as I will go for right now, that Rams passing And what's the, they have the Packers next week, which is going to be tough. That's going to be tough on the road. I mean, Packers. Mm -hmm. And then I football. And then it's, uh, they have a tough game after that, too, I think. I can't remember what it I is. I can't remember either. Yeah. It's, it's like the, I don't think it's the Niners, but it's somebody good. It's like yeah. a really good defense. I got a friend that does a bunch of strength of schedule stuff. I'll ask him when we're done okay. with the show. Yeah. Okay. No got idea. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. All right. Let's talk about some game previews. Well, the only last thing is just oh, okay. K-Makers once again. K-Makers oh, again. Right. He had he had the lead. Now, he only played seven more snaps than Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. Wasn't nearly as decisive. But back-to-back, like, games of, like, re, like looking a little bit more like K-Makers, separate apart from utilization, yeah. looked a little bit more like the runner we saw at the end of his rookie season. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh, But it's like Gus Edwards. Oh, no. That's like his ceiling, I'm just, right? Like, like he just no At the beginning work. of the year, I was like, this guy looks cooked. Oh, yeah. No, he looked no doubt, like a no player doubt. that if he went on waivers would not get claimed. Uh-huh. Now he looks like a guy that if this offense bounces back next year and they have all the pieces in place, could have legitimate fantasy value, which I know it's like a radioactive thing to say because everybody is so down on him after how this season has gone. <clears throat> I'm feeling better about K-Makers going forward than I was two weeks ago. Well, if some fun with this in the offseason, I think, but I suspect they're going to add a one. I think they'll go try to find a running back one. Don't you think so? After what's happened this yeah. year with that maybe, situation? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but they love Kyle. I know Williams they don't have a lot too. of assets. We'll say, yeah, I yeah, think probably but, uh, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup. The last Cooper Cup. Deep running back they class of free agency. I think a fair number. Field, when you say going forward, you're specifically <laughs> yeah. talking about next year, though, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm just saying I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe in a deep league for the rest of this season as well. But just like, again, I, a month ago, I thought Cam Akers might be relegated to like a practice squad at some point this season. Now he looks like a guy that belongs and has gotten more opportunity and just looks a little more spry than where he was a month or a month and a half ago. All right. Let's talk now some game previews. Game previews. Yesterday, we talked Vikings, Lions, Browns, uh, Bengals, Eagles, Giants, and the Panthers and Seahawks. Go back and listen to that show if you want to listen to those game previews. Today, we're talking Jets and Bills lineup blocks for this game include 
Garrett Wilson, Josh Allen, and Stefan Diggs. Stefania, I want to start with you on Michael Carter. Do we expect to have him in the backfield for the Jets? We do. He's off the injury report. Hasn't been there all week. Uh, I fully expect him to play. But as I asked the question, they love Bam Knight. They love the speed that Bam Knight brings. They love his energy. And I think that Bam Knight's likely to get the majority of the carries here, even though Michael Carter's going to be available. So Mike, understanding that Michael Carter like will be available, mm-hmm. like Stefania said, how are you ranking these two running backs? Yeah, this is tough. Uh, it, I guess we'll see really how much they like Bam Knight now that Michael <laughs> Carter's back, but yeah. I have them very close. I have Knight 26. I have Carter actually just ahead at 23rd with the thinking that Carries will be similar. Maybe maybe Knight does have an edge in that department, but Carter, you would expect to have the passing down work. Yeah. And we kind of saw that. Knight did have five <laughs> targets last week, but Ty Johnson came in and had seven targets. We saw little James Robinson, but uh, I think it's kind of a toss-up. If you have either one, you can consider them flex options. Uh, just keep in mind, Carter, very much uh, limited ceiling. Over 10, 10.1 fantasy points in one of his last six games, only three of 11 games this season. So not a lot of upside, but you know if he gets 10 carries and five targets you know, that could pay off flex value. So both of them, again, 12 team leagues, especially flex options. Absolutely. When you look at the other side of the football, I don't, because that's really it for the Jets. There's no one else from the Jets Mm -hmm. we're talking about. Field, James Cook is a running back. We watched him get a little bit of usage last week. You think that's going to continue here to be useful here? this week a theme in week 14 is a bunch of backfields that you have not exactly any idea what to do with Uh we'll talk about a lot of them on the show whether it's miami whether it's buffalo whether it's the jets whether it's the lions we know kind of what to do there but still the lions as we talked about yesterday deandre swift could have 30 carries or could have three and neither would surprise me come Mm -hmm. sunday the bills are kind of in this same boat as james cook is coming off of a season and career high both in terms of carries also in targets and touches plus fantasy points last thursday night against the patriots Looked good by all accounts. Played one less snap than Devin Singletary and played nine more snaps than Naheem Hines. So it's still a legitimate three-man committee. And who's to say that... like, I don't know for a fact that he's going to get more time. He looked good, and you would think that like playing better would lead to more playing time. Devin Singletary is still a valuable part of this Bills offense. They love him. He got the goal line touch last week. So I have Devin Singletary and James Cook ranked very close to each other, but I do have Cook ranked as the highest ranked Bills running back. He's RB28. You just don't know. Like He could get seven carries on Sunday and mm-hmm. three targets, and that would come as no shock whatsoever. Yeah, and that's why I have Singletary just a little bit ahead, because he should have the consistent role that he's had for all pretty much all season. Whereas Cook, I mean, he had that big game the week before. He had four, what was it, four touches in that yep. game, right? So could he just disappear? At least with Singletary, you feel a little bit more secure. Cook might have more upside right now. So I totally hear you. But yeah, I mean, how often do you feel great starting a running back from a three headed committee? Right? Yeah, not right. like you, you just you don't feel great about it. These are that flex might be options. the story of the week for this week in fantasy football. And there's six teams on a buy. So the options are limited mm-hmm. just in terms of the number of teams available. Then you multiply that by backfield committees. It's a tough time for running backs. And you still have Cook 28th and your highest. On. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so to, to yeah. our point. Yeah, it's, just, it's tough when three guys are involved. Uh, Gabe Davis, I think the only other person I'm looking at in this offense and probably the same thing we've talked about, Gabe Davis all season long. He's a low end wide receiver three here. And if you've got him, you're trusting him because you're riding that roller coaster. Spin the wheel with Gabe Davis. Now I will say it's been kind of sputtering a bit more of late. Hard to feel totally confident. I think Gabe Davis is a talented guy. Mm -hmm. I think I got a little bit carried away with just how talented I thought he was at the beginning of the season. And I think maybe like generating separation consistently is going to be an area of his game. that's going to be the difference between him becoming a difference-making player mm. and a good player. Now, we got carried away in part because he had four touchdowns against the Chiefs in a playoff game last year. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and look at those closely and say, like, 
How many of those are like man-to-man coverage opportunities down the field where it's just like he outruns a defensive back who probably has been replaced by the Chiefs because they basically replaced their entire secondary this offseason, right? So um, I'm not sorry. He's he's a good player, right? I think I thought that he was going to elevate this year immediately to a great player. Mm Mm-hmm hasn't happened and for that reason when we're assessing his fantasy value he's closer to wide receiver 30 than he is wide receiver 20 and by the way if you want a reason to sit him this week these teams played once before this season it was the only time this season the jets have shadowed dj reed shadowed stefan diggs sauce Gardner shadowed gabriel (laughs) davis who was covered by reed or Gardner throughout that entire game how about that tough matchup and he didn't do so hot in that one diggs was fine uh i think every other pass catcher on the Bills is under 35 yards. Imagine what the tenor of this conversation would be if Gabe Davis didn't have a touchdown catch last week on an absurd play by Josh Allen. Yeah. Like Josh uh-huh. Allen, who yeah. jumped yeah. out of bounds and threw a touchdown pass because he's <laughs> an absolute cyborg. He'd have, I think it would have been like one catch for three yards for Gabe Davis. He's a tricky one. Yeah. Looking for more <laughs> consistency, man. Hopefully this offseason we get to find some things with Gabe Davis. Yeah, All right. But at, you know, this point, like, yes, you're looking for more consistency, but you can't count it. You just nope. have to play no, him and no, you have no. to decide that uh, it's a, a risk you're willing to take. Texans at Cowboys. Texas is our State next Championship. Matchup. Texas forever. All right. Our lineup blocks include Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, both of the running backs in this backfield. CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. That's almost all the Cowboys. We'll talk about Dak in a minute. But Stefania, we need to talk about some injuries to the Texans first with both of their wide receivers. Yeah, Brandon Cook's not going to play. He's got a calf injury. He's going to sit. And then Nico Collins dealing with a foot issue. Hasn't practiced either of the two days. Don't think he's going to play. I'm told he's very, very iffy, but I, I just doesn't look great. I just want to start by saying congratulations to Al Zeidenfeld on winning $50,000 somehow this week with Chris Moore and his DFS lineup. <laughs> oh my it's going to happen, right? Like, or he's, or, or, uh, or whatever, like Philip Dorsett. Someone's going to win Mike, uh, well, Mike too, probably, but Al Zeidenfeld, like my mortgage worth of money on <laughs> Sunday because he's going to play some random Texans wide who's receiver. The, who's, I was just going to say that. Let's play the game. So it's Dorsett and Moore. Yeah. Who's the third receiver? The only other uh, wide receiver on the, actually active on the active roster right yeah. now. Um, it would be, no. I, this is I, a fun one. Uh, God, it's, uh, hold on. Keep, keep talking. I'll see if I can think of it over. As you guys uh, he was discussed. on another team earlier this season who drafted him on day two last year. Day two last year. Oh, is it still, it's, uh, it's not, but it's not, it's uh, is it Tyron Johnson? No, no he got, he got he was, waved. He, yeah. No, it's not this, Tyler this Johnson. Was waved by a team. Yeah. It's not Tyler Johnson. He got no, waved by them as well. No. This guy's first initial and last name are the same of, as a really good quarterback. He used oh to play with. Gosh. How, oh my gosh. Okay. That's a good hint actually. Okay. Who is a Rogers. Oh, Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Wait, by the Packers recently. He's their third receiver. He might be their third receiver. Jalen camp off the practice squad. will probably play. I mean, that's what they're dealing with. Yeah. It's it's don't start any of those guys. Don't start any of them. Yeah. Unless you're outside of Feldman, you have the magic DFS. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Well, the thing I just want to add one thing on the lineup blocks. Normally we don't, but just, if you're sitting there looking at the ranks and you're like, wow, two Cowboys running backs in the top 14, is that just because of the fact that there are six teams on a bye? This is the tastiest matchup for all running backs in the NFL. Like the Cowboys might run the ball 50 times on Sunday. Wouldn't totally surprise me. I am not. I still have Dak ranked. I think uh, we'll talk about him in a second. Um, but like <laughs> this game script could look like the Miami game script from a few weeks back mm-hmm. where the Cowboys were up so big. The two of them playing that he played one drive in the yeah. second half. The running backs could each have 15 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. They really could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dallas is going to run it every time if they can. They'll yeah. run 
100 percent of the time if they possibly can, and it might work. In and this so, game, to would your you? Point. I mean, are you sitting? Like, is that? It's, t- yeah. it's probably too risky to sit Dak as a result of that, right? No, I think you can. I have him QB 11. You're 12, so you're a little lower. So yeah, you but definitely still, can. like, that's on the board a lot. Like, it, it, you'd certainly. have to have a pretty darn good option to but, replace. But here's him with. the thing. Limited pass volume anyway. So yeah. even in normal situations, they're running the ball a ton. He has one weekly finish better than QB9 this season. That was yeah. QB4. Now he missed some games fine, but still he hasn't had much upside because they're not throwing it enough. And also I've made this point many, many times, and this is part of why I was not overreacting to what Deshaun Watson did last week. Teams don't throw against Houston and they don't give up really anything to quarterbacks. Second fewest touchdowns and fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. No quarterbacks have gotten to 22 fantasy points Crazy. against them this season. None. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, there's, no, there's no upside there. So run. I, I think you run. absolutely can justify benching Dak in this game. Okay. What about Damian Pierce on the other side real quick? We're okay to start Damian Pierce oh, against the Cowboys. Yeah. So still, he's still going to get 80% of the carries. He's going to get 10, 12% of the targets. It's going to be 15 or so carries and two, three, four targets. He's fine. You, you start guys like that. Okay. All right. Let's move on and talk. Right, Stefania? Right. You, you, you we love Damian Pierce. Jaguars at Titans here. Next one up, we got Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, and Derek Henry as our lineup locks for this game. Stefania, we got a couple of injuries. Let's start with Traylon Burks, who yeah had a scary injury in last mm-hmm. week's game. Had a concussion <laughs> in the concussion protocol, not practicing. I think you can plan on Traylon Burks being out. And Trevor Lawrence, the other one you want to ask me about, Trevor Lawrence with a uh, foot. I don't know how he ended up with a toe injury after what you saw. It looked like ankle, knee, anything but. But um, he did say his toe is feeling a lot better than it did originally after the game. And, and his plan is to play. We'll see what they do on Friday. But um, I, he's definitely doing better. Whether they decide they're going to play him this week or not remains yeah. to be seen. Yeah, keep your eyes on this one for yep. sure. Because again, as I said, when the coach is noncommittal and the quarterback is certain... I'm going to err on the side of the coach because it's the coach's responsibility to be mindful of the long-term impact for this player. And while they are playing better football this year, they're still very much on the outside looking in Uh, as the playoff picture is concerned. We'll see whether or not Trevor Lawrence gives it a go this week, but let's, I think think we'll have some clarity testing to do. Mm -hmm. We'll have some clarity though. I think by the middle, I don't think the coach knew when he said that. I, I'm that, what the unless unless he's making a coaching decision that's outside the complete realm of what is going on. With I the hope player. that he's available just because I think he's good for Christian Kirk and I think for Zay Jones as well. I think he brings a lot more value to Zay Jones than whoever the backup quarterback would be for Jacksonville. Mike, yeah, how about thirty-one targets in his last three games for Zay Jones? He's I mean, been busy. And he's yeah. been kind of underrated in the target department all season, but that volume has been huge. Yeah, uh, he's top twenty in catches among receivers this season. Yeah. He just, you know, he had a lot of games where he just. He would catch a lot of balls and still have like 35 yards and stuff and wasn't useful in fantasy. But remember, two weeks ago, career high 14 targets had 145 yards. He has been good as of late, and he's playing Tennessee. Most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers this season. 22 receivers have gotten to t- double-digit fantasy points against him this wow. season. So. I'd love to do a blind resume of Zay Jones and Deontay Johnson. Because <laughs> yeah. like you, sh- you would unequivocally pick Zay Jones right now no if he has the option and yet I'm sure that if you were to look at roster start percentages this upcoming Sunday oh yeah Zay Jones would be much lower than Deontay I mean if you Johnson. were setting your own lineup and you had Zay or no. Deontay you would just Maybe be like Deontay not. right like you just naturally want to go yeah we'll, we'll talk about Deontay play. in a second from a health <laughs> yeah, perspective yeah. I'm just saying just from a all things being equal like, exactly yeah. Zay yeah. just has that name Deontay. value yeah. yeah absolutely 
All right, that's really it for this game. It's really we've been really tight with where it is we're at with the fantasy perspective. Well, at this point in the season, right? Like you gotta have the information you need. And so Zajio, just to put a number to it, Mike has him at twenty-seven. I've got him at twenty-eight. Dan, you have him at thirty-one. So we all value him in a similar light. A low-end wide receiver three. Yep. All right, Ravens. And that changes if Trevor Lawrence sits. Obviously, of course, mm-hmm. of course. And we'll talk about that on fantasy football now on Sunday. Yeah. Make sure you check in ten a.m. Eastern on ESPN two. All right, Ravens at Steelers is our next matchup going through Mark Andrews and Pat Fryermuth. The lineup locks are tight ends. That's yeah. how you because know you how have this to. game is. Because you have <laughs> yeah. to. You're playing them because you and have to. And they're like two of the only viable tight That's ends in the league. Yeah. People of Andrews so are like, bad. wait, how viable yeah. is he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stefania, we have a handful of injuries from this game. I'm really just going to hand it over to you and let you dump yeah. out the bucket. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson, look, we, we, we talked about the fact that he has a PCL sprain and uh, that John Harbaugh said it could be anywhere from a week to three weeks, but it never really looked like he was going to play this week, and I certainly don't expect him to. I expect him to sit this week. I, I think it's actually going to get trickier when we're talking about him being likely to play. So I, I expect Tyler Huntley to be under center this week. Um, the interesting one, J.K. Dobbins, who has been gone for a while. I think he last played in week six. Last week we talked about uh, the Ravens saying he was close and John Harbaugh saying maybe he would be in play for this week. Uh He's non-committal. You know, it's an interesting matchup. It's a big rival, the Steelers. They don't want to give anything away. So uh, J.K. Dobbins does have a chance to play, and I think they're excited at how he looks. He had another procedure to have scar tissue removed, and, uh, you know, maybe he's got a little more bounce in his step now. So we'll, we'll see if he's active this week, but certainly a possibility. And then Deontay Johnson was downgraded in practice yesterday because of a hip issue. Uh, so I think going from limited to not practicing at all, something to keep an eye on. Najee Harris is still on the injury report because of an oblique, but uh, upgraded on Thursday. He's already played through it. I don't expect him to be limited. I want to start by saying that I went to uh, Staples yesterday. And if you're wondering, why did you go to Staples? I went and bought a chalkboard and I wrote 100 times on that chalkboard. I will not call him Brent Huntley. I will not call him Brent Huntley. I will not call him Brent Huntley. So I have graduated from Brent Huntley to Tyler Huntley. My apologies to Snoop. I will not make that same mistake on fantasy football now on Sunday or for the rest of the show. And I have him as quarterback 15 on my board. We talked about how he was last year. He had four starts. He had one absolutely ridiculous start and then three very ho-hum starts he was good last week in relief duty he's a very good runner he's going to average probably or however long he starts let's call it three games probably average somewhere between seven and 12 carries mm-hmm. probably gets you around 40 rushing yards per game on average might sprinkle in one more touchdown in there as well the passing game is what you are more concerned about because no ravens quarterback has been particularly prolific under center passing for the past two seasons mm-hmm. and the wide receivers still remain a major concern for Baltimore, which is why I have him as quarterback 15 and not much higher in my ranks. Yeah, uh, well said, and this is a great matchup. You think Steelers, you think really tough matchup. They're going to put a lot of pressure on, slow down, you know, not allow you to score many points, but they're top five in yards and fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this season. So uh, uh, passing touchdowns and passing yards to quarterbacks this season. So on top of what he can do as a rusher, maybe he does a little extra with his arm because the matchup is so good. The Steelers have about 23 Passing touchdowns already. That's uh, I believe big it's number. 24, actually. 24? 24. Have... They're tied with Arizona and KC for the most at 24. Okay. I have 23, but, you know. Wow. Once we'll again, Mike Clay, Mike Clay not doing his research. Oh, what else? Wow. Is I don't know. We'll have to look into that one. Right now. We'll have to go. Keep an eye on this one. one. TJ Watt Maybe downgraded in practice yesterday, too. I don't love that. Injuries, a lot of so. random running back touchdowns. Sorry. That's yeah. probably it. That's not good for uh, TJ, huh? Why would he well, put like... I mean, it's... 
it just makes things that much nicer for the for Tyler Huntley. For Tyler Huntley. <laughs> yeah, it if really in does. fact he were to not play, I mean, who knows? Sometimes, sometimes teams will deliberately give a player a day off in between and then have them come through the walkthrough if it's the heaviest day, but not really clear what the rationale was there. So mm. just check out TJ Watt's status. Okay. He's very good. Um, Mike Clay, as usual, wrong with the numbers. 24 is a confirmed confirmed number. Okay. Well, so you we must have to figure have, this out. Was there like a, a wide receiver? So I think you like were saying the they've allowed passing 23 touchdowns? passing touchdowns to opposing to quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. got okay. it. I was All looking right. at the we'll, overall we'll, to, we'll get back to everyone. So we we're both right. Yeah. Who did Derek yeah. Henry throw his touchdown against? Do you know? It wasn't that. It wasn't that. There's no way. There, I mean, I'm sure. I don't, know, the I don't know, but there was some sort of trick play. Some of the Chiefs, when the Chiefs played him, right? Was it one of those where like... Probably. Probably the Chiefs. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah. Do they allow Juju it? or something? Yeah, like yeah. Anyway, uh, no one cares. That was the point. Is the Steelers? No one cares. Oh, you know what it was? I know what it was. Now we need to know what was it. Braxton Berrios, there baby. That's what it was. Braxton Berrios to Zach Wilson all the way back when those two teams played way back in the day. Remember Zach Wilson catching the touchdown? Did he do the dab after? I mean, the no. uh, the gritty after that? That was this year. Yeah. I don't know. Jeez. But yeah. now, when remember when Zach that, Wilson was playing football? <laughs> it's weird to use the word Zach Wilson and touchdown <laughs> in the same sentence, guys. Um, <laughs> Gus Edwards is so throwing a touchdown this week now. Uh, and you know, there's an old Good. Bill Parcells saying, one wrong, all wrong. And the idea was like, hey, if you screwed up once, how can I trust you not to you know, be reliable? every time going forward so for those out there listening and watching like you know mike messed up one stat like you have to consider whether mike mm. is a fantasy analyst you can I trust ever again wow <laughs> i mean i was right i mean you were yeah, right yeah, to quarterbacks you're a 23 to quarterbacks that's, that's the <laughs> yeah there's another phrase that we use here which is every day is a geico day on this podcast field do you want to go ahead and yeah, lead us into becoming that? such a pro geico asked how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance of course you would and when it comes to great rates on insurance geico can help like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right. Chiefs at Broncos. Coming up next, lineup blocks include Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, because of course you do. And field, I feel like this is like, I'm just going to echo a thing that I feel like you've said a hundred times. Imagine back to week one. Exactly. And That's you're what saying I was just thinking. Chiefs and Broncos in uh-huh. week 14. I was told the AFC West was supposed to be competitive oh this year, gosh. right? Uh, I think with a couple of things going in their favor, the Chiefs can clinch the division as soon as this Sunday. It might be Monday if the uh, Dolphins-Chargers game goes late. Uh, But yeah, the Chiefs have a chance to win their seventh straight AFC West title. That would tie the second longest division winning streak in NFL history. Patriots did it 11 straight times. What do the Broncos have a chance to do? Um, To... (laughs) Picking the top five. Yeah, okay. Picking the top five. <laughs> well, not yeah. but not though. Um, Russell Except Wilson. Don't. I don't know. This, I don't know why this, this keeps coming to me recently, but I, I'm, I'm on a group thread where it keeps bubbling up. Um, I think it's actually on two separate. Was it our Russell Wilson ours, bathroom thing? Yeah. yeah. Uh, our Michigan man plus my my Nantucket league. Uh, the Russell Wilson. Will he reach? The same number of bathrooms as he has in his house. Yeah, touchdown passes. Touchdown, touchdown Didn't passes. We talk about yeah, yeah. 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 So that keeps coming up. Twelve bathrooms. So he has yet to reach, to reach twelve touchdown passes. Oof. But yeah, Stefania, as if uh, things weren't bad enough for Denver, they might not have their top receiver. Yeah, Cortland Sutton is probably going to miss this game. Um, they will have Jerry Judy though. He is doing better. 
expected to play more snaps this week as long as everything goes well today. Okay. So uh, we like that. That's good news for them. I, I, didn't we say that Brandon McManus might be the best yes, available player that. for your fantasy mm-hmm. roster on the team? Brandon McManus doing better, and he will play, although – Keep in mind, big news might be slightly less range because he's not 100% healthy. So we're going to count on that high altitude. I was going to say that. A few extra yards. His range is down to 62 yards this week as opposed (laughs) to 67, right? That's it. Yeah. What about Dulcich, though? Potentially giving them. Yeah, mate. Has been lining up as a wide receiver a little bit more, so I'm just going to throw that out there. No Second highest scoring tight end in fantasy yeah. last week. Uh, he was right. the highest scoring until Kate Otten in the last five seconds of last week's game or whatever But it was, if you're desperate, minutes. which you are, yeah. in the tight end category Why did you look at me when you, I know, you looked directly so at Daniel? If, if you're, you're desperate, desperate, which you are. <laughs> like just, it was, no. I'm accustomed to it. But you are a Lions fan. No, no, no. Not towards you, but to others who have occupied the left side of the chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you are. That's funny. How high? Mike, it, here's a question. It's the royal you. The, yes, yeah, the royal you. Without uh, Cortland Sutton with Stefania saying, how high will Jerry Judy rise in this inept offense? Yeah, so 22nd in my rankings. I'm just a slight, just slightly higher than you guys. But he, look, before the injury, he was good. He, he was good. Yeah. He had, uh, was it seven plus targets at four straight, over 16 fantasy points in two straight before that injury. And we talked about this on the CSS DFS pod. There's actually some value in this Broncos offense. Yep. The prices are falling. They're not scoring a lot. But they're going to have to throw the ball a ton against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So Jerry Judy should be locked into lineups, and I pretty much feel the same about Greg Dulcich as well. You know, as Stefani just mentioned, he is a tight end one option. Uh, so in terms of pass catchers, that's it. I'm not starting Kendall Hinton, but Judy Dulcich, fine plays. Yeah, they are great. And then uh, from the other side field, unless you want to talk about the Broncos more, I think uh, just the, the Broncos back. I think both backfields yeah. deserve a conversation yep. here mm-hmm. because we wondered what it would look like with Mike Boone activated off IR last week and Latavius Murray went on to have 17 carries and he had four catches on four targets. Now, pretty much every catch that Latavius Murray had or probably will have going forward will just be a busted play where Russell Wilson has to turn it, like just sort of dump it off. But with a bad offensive line and a broken offense, he might get, he literally might get three to five of those per game just with the way that they are playing this season. So I think Latavius Murray kind of held his value last week and should going forward. I think the big question for Latavius Murray is whether he can score a touchdown or not. That's going to make or break his day because the rushing efficiency is going to be very average. And while he may pile up three to four catches, it might be for like three to four yards of care uh, yeah. catch as well. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, he has no upside. I mean, he's been over 13 and a half fantasy points one time yeah. in eight games this season. Yeah. So, and Mike Boone probably is just going to play more uh, yep. now that he's yeah. kind of up why'd to you speed, look so. directly at field when you said he has no upside? I don't understand. Wow. I think you know why. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Sorry about that field. You okay. know who does have some upside though? Field Yates. Isaiah Pacheco? Freaking Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, he yeah he's been better he's of He's been late. coming on looking nice. I have him inside my top 20 at running back. Obviously, I want him to be able to get into the end zone. That's, yeah, that's a, a huge part, part because yeah. he's not catching passes. Jeremy a little McKinnon. bit. He's catching a few more. He has actually more. been a little bit more in the past, a little bit more mm-hmm. involved in the passing mm-hmm. game over the past couple of weeks. He actually ran uh, He actually ran 10 routes last week, which is just three fewer than Jarek McKinnon. That was a notable part of the Chiefs' offensive game plan. Also worth noting, and I've said it five times, make it a sixth. Six teams on a bye. So running back 18 is in part reflective of guys like David Montgomery and Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones not being available this week. He's a solid play to me. Uh, he has found the end zone in back-to-back weeks. That has certainly helped. But eye test is good. Running hard for the Chiefs. Should command somewhere between 60 and 70 of the running back rushing attempts, maybe even more. Mm-hmm. A few routes sprinkled in there too, Mike. That 60 probably makes- to 70% of the rushing attempts. 
You said 60 to 70 of the rushing attempts? 60 to 70% of the running back yeah. rushing attempts? Oh, I thought, I didn't know if you said okay. percent. Sorry. I may have missed percent, but the, uh, that that's was the implication. Me. At least, no, it's Sorry, all good. that's on me. That's on me. 60 carries, you're starting him. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, he would be like, a lineup like, block at that point. He would be a lineup block. Yeah. Uh, and he you know, almost is. Like, he's getting There would be nothing else the entire game, except for just I mean, the average team runs 64 plays a game, so Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for those four plays, are they still lineup blocks for the So are you saying we should bench Mahomes and Kelsey? I don't know. I don't know. If you're playing against me, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, but he saw he's 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 been better, and obviously Ceh being out has changed things. No Ronald Jones. Yeah, we'll see whether Melvin Gordon's activated this week from the practice squad, but it seems like it's much more of a two man backfield right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean Denver has you know if there's any pushback at all, Denver has allowed five touchdowns or running backs this season, but they also haven't faced the Chiefs yet. You know, I hadn't, like, I hadn't and, really <laughs> thought of that. The revenge game, Melvin yeah. Gordon off the practice squad yeah, against yeah, the Broncos, and probably oh won't gosh. be right because no. the other. The other guys I would are think healthy, no, so, yeah. no, no, but yeah, just, yeah. you know, yeah, just to toy with us. That would sure. Revenge games are always fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move ahead and talk Buccaneers. And at then he would fumble in the Broncos. 40 Stefania. <laughs> Buccaneers at 49ers. Our Big next matchup here. Yeah. here. Lineup blocks include Chris Godwin, obviously Mike Evans, yeah. uh, CMC, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Not Brock Purdy. Looks like understand. a clean injury <laughs> slate heading into this one. Is that uh, Leonard Fournette spelling you right? Yeah. Leonard Fournette was added Thursday with a foot injury, so keep an eye on it. All Never right. like the late ads, and he's been banged up a lot lately. Just had, you know. And this is a conversation that we've already been having, Mike, where we've been going back and forth about these two running backs mm. here because we think that the, both of them are going to continue to get usage here. But if Leonard Fournette is banged up, that will obviously change things for Rashad White. Yeah, so there's a couple things here. Let's assume they, they're both active for this game for the moment. Uh, last time we saw them, last week, Leonard Fournette outsnapped White 45-31, to 31, and that was actually with White starting and getting a bulk of the touches right out of the gate. So I'm still giving an edge of my rankings to Fournette, but White is outplaying him right now. He scored, outscored him in fantasy points last week, so it is close. I'm at 25 and 27. They're both flex options. Keep two other things in mind, Fournette. Has not really had a big fantasy game in quite a while. Hasn't reached 15 fantasy points since week six. We're in week 14. It's been a while. And two, the toughest possible matchup for running backs by far in this game. 49ers, fewest fantasy points, the lowest yards per carry, and the lowest yards per target to running backs. So whether it's in the passing game or the running game, they're the best against running backs this season. Uh, a running back has not reached 13 and a half fantasy points against him since week five. So they are dominating. I know I'm a little nervous though, because Nick Bosa has a hamstring injury and hasn't practiced. And I want Nick Bosa to play in this game. Mm. And I think it's still a possibility, but makes me a little nervous. Changes defense a little bit. And I'm nervous. And I think we implied it when we sort of uh, were, we kind of groaned when you said Mike Evans is a lineup block. I'm nervous there because so much of his game is down the field. The Bucks right now are such a mess along the offensive line. Whether Nick Bosa plays or not, I expect there to be a lot of dump-offs to the running backs. The 49ers are very good in the passing game against opposing running backs. It's just harder to defend dump-off passes than it is the designed arrow routes or option routes or any of the stuff that you see from guys like Christian McCaffrey in the passing game so frequently around the league. Um, And Chris Godwin should see his customary 10 to 12 targets. We'll see whether he scores a touchdown or not. But if you play in a PPR league, Chris Godwin's got a ton of value because he basically is the extension of their running game. It's like 13 targets for a combined 12 air yards. Mike Evans is that guy that everyone is talking themselves into. You know what? I can start this guy over Mike Evans this week because like, what's the flick? I have so many leagues in which I feel like with Mike Evans, I don't know what to do. I don't like I have. I'm choosing Garrett Wilson over him in one of the leagues. That that one's easy. That's that's a simple one. I'll give you one. Josh Palmer. I would do 
Okay, but it's, so if, it's if Mike, if Mike Williams, Mike Williams sits, plays, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. that. Sorry, I should have I should have threw that caveat in there. If Mike Williams sits, would you play Josh Palmer for Mike Evans? <laughs> That's close. I think I probably have Evans higher. Yeah, I keep in mind too the Niners are susceptible to receivers because teams have to throw against them a lot and they don't want to run against them, so yeah. they come out throwing. And this could be one of them games. Uh, Miami did this last week, right? They just didn't run it. They didn't really. I mean, they didn't. They barely oh. ran any snaps in that game. But they had eight rushes by the running backs yeah. last week. But we've yeah. seen this from the Bucks since Brady's been there, and we've yeah. seen this from New England too. When Brady was there, they'll come out and say we're going to throw it ninety percent of the time right. because of the matchup. They may do that in this game, and that could be ten targets. And it could be it, that could be a problem because Brady can get rid of it quickly, and the 49ers secondary is suspect. I, I think their game plan will be super pass heavy. Yeah, I think so too. I just yeah. want to quickly reiterate when I said I'm starting Garrett Wilson over him, the way that both of you were immediately like, yes, absolutely start that rookie with Mike White <laughs> under center rather than a Super Bowl like forever Tom Brady with it's a Mike game. Evans. Yeah, it's it's crazy game, that that's where we're Garrett at. Garrett Wilson rules too. He's been awesome. Yeah, yeah he's been we, awesome. We shouldn't be too shocked because, <laughs> you know, we talk about this all off season, first round wide receivers, Pedigree money, 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 and they're paying off. Yep. Well, He's paying. It's been it's been a little inconsistent, but he's paying off. Chris Olave's been good. Uh, Drake London has actually been really good. It's just the situation yeah, the is situation. Well, Desmond great. Ritter now the yeah, new starter. Yeah, we'll dive yeah. into that more next week, yeah, obviously because yeah. they don't play this week. But Desmond Ritter taking over, like I was like, oh, oh wake me up I inside. Go back Let's and go. Get Drake uh-huh. London. Pick, back, pick Drake London back up. Yeah, I know. Hey, now. <laughs> he's been dropped in your league. They, they're right still going to run it a lot, but uh, I know they're going to they uh, increase they their, their run, per, their pass percentage from like 12 <laughs> to 18 percent. It's a good right? move to take a, a shot just because yeah, they need some point, life in the passing game. They, they need do. some kind of life yeah. in the passing game. Absolutely. He's a hot ticket. I take a shot on. Hey, you know what? This next matchup is your week 14 fantasy hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats. Life happens live, and that matchup is the Dolphins at the Chargers. Sunday That's right. Night football. What a beautiful game this should be. Oh, oh, I can't and wait. You know what? They stayed out in California, the Dolphins did, and uh, that great smart. move by them. Smart on them. Really smart by them to stay out in California. Uh, it's not going to... Next week's going to be tough for them after they come back after a late night and get back in the the early morning hours to the East Coast. But that's for next week. For this week, this was really smart for them to stay out there, uh, get their practice in. Um, you know, they got a couple players who are banged up themselves, but I think uh, Jalen Waddle is the one who comes to mind because we saw him sort of limping off the field and everything. But I do think that Jalen Waddle will be able to play. Tua had the ankle issue was listed on the injury report. It's not going to keep him out of this game. Um on the other side of the ball, Mike Williams, who we were talking about, uh, has been practicing a little bit, but it's still unclear if he's going to play. I mean, doing very little. All the the media, really, just to remind people, they can only see when they're working early and they see like individual drills. So when a player's listed as limited, it's hard to know what limited means in practice. Wait, you're talking about Mike Williams right there? Yeah. Wasn't he full yesterday? Uh, he was upgraded to full on Thursday. Yeah. So it seems like mm-hmm. he is trending towards playing mm-hmm. on Sunday. We'll see again. It's Mike Williams and it's the Chargers. Yeah. So you, you'll, you'll, you never know, but it seems like he is making progress, which is good. Progress is always yeah. hard for me to know with Mike Williams just because of the up and down nature of what's and going on. I mean, with him. nothing, nothing would surprise me with him. Yeah. If, he, if he was a DMP today in practice, I'd be like, who remember this was Keenan Allen, right? At the beginning yeah. of the season, yeah, yeah, this was yeah. what happened. So just I don't know. Really quickly. They in case also you- had, um, just oh, interestingly, because we're talking about, you know, tight ends that you might be looking at as the season goes along. Donald Parham was designated to return from IR so that I opened his 21 day window. Mm. I don't necessarily think that he returns for this game, but uh, maybe in the okay. last two weeks. Again, Desperate in the tight end category. 
as I know you are. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lineup blocks for this game include, in case, in case you did not see them on the screen, Tua Tungavailoa, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. We also have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and Keenan Allen. Obviously, if Mike Williams plays, Mike Williams would be a lineup block for us. If not, the question like we just talked about, Josh Palmer, Field Jace, where would you be at on Josh Palmer? Let's say both if Mike Williams plays and if he doesn't. Uh, if he does play, if Michael Williams does play, I have him as wide receiver 43, so not a starter in my leagues or in any league unless it's a super deep league. Uh, but if he does not play Mike Williams, the matchup is very good. We expect this game to be an extremely high-scoring affair as both teams kind of can take advantage of what the opponent does not do well. Uh, the Chargers are especially vulnerable in the passing game in the middle of the field. Uh, the Dolphins... You can put points up on the Dolphins. They mm -hmm. have been winning games because they have been outscoring teams. So he might be like a top 25 to 30 wide receiver if Mike Williams were mm -hmm. to sit. But it seems like right now Mike Williams probably will play. Uh, the Dolphins, one of two teams, we'll talk about in back-to-back -back games, with schedule grabs. I reiterate this. The Dolphins, who have been out there in California all week, have to travel home on Sunday night after a primetime game and then go play Buffalo on Saturday night. Buffalo's playing back-to-back -back home games. Buffalo hasn't traveled since last Thursday. Miami's going to have to travel all this time. Like That, to me, feels a little bit inequitable. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, you're mad. At, you've mentioned that before. I yeah, got another one really, coming up. I got, another, I got another team coming up in about two minutes after yeah. we finish this game. All right, we just need to give uh, feel like a, a rant segment. Yeah, I have you, heard that the this was a flex. Like that wasn't the original scheduling. Yeah, yeah, no, but and they also, were flexed. But, I, I'm surprised they got game. flexed the following week too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Like you I get, mean, it's like your your yeah. day has already been decreased by four hours this week, they and then care. it gets decreased. They just by, they know people are going to tune know, in. Oh, no question, they will. I'm just, <laughs> I just think don't I? I, I think I'm oh, a yeah. Dolphins fan. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that my team has to go yep. Sunday night which means we're getting home Monday, like middle of the morning. And then yep. we have to travel on Friday to get to Buffalo. Who's been at home since last Friday morning. Just feels a little bit, a little unfair. That's all. I'm, I, I don't disagree you know with you. Life isn't fair. One of the things that people <laughs> have always said is that the schedule makers have a really easy job for the NFL. And so that's one of the things we'll talk about. <laughs> anyways, anyways. We'll dive into that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, or, let's talk, let's talk uh, on, Dolphins do, running back. So. I, I do want to ask you this question. If, if Mike Williams doesn't play and, Josh Palmer is your guy. Are you playing Mike Williams or Mike Evans? Or are you playing Josh Palmer? Um, I got to think about that one more because I, I, I honestly was like, I was, it's, I have not come to a conclusion, which is kind of why I was throwing, throwing tossing yeah. the masses. Uh, Mike was fairly persuasive though on the fact that the Bucks are going to throw it a lot. Yeah, I would, I would lean Evans there. Uh, and by the way, dance just, with the run that brought you, right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm totally fine with that. And also, Evans did like, not bring me here. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry. He's yeah. Mike I mean, Evans. He's a Hall of Fame player, like legendary totally. career. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I think. And, and again, I think he's in a pretty good spot in this game. And by the way, Palmer, you know, we're in the 40s and he's been wide receiver 20 since, you know, he's had seven plus targets. What is it like six, eight, six, eight straight games? Yeah. He's been really good. But when's the last time we had a full game with Allen? Williams and Palmer it was a week one. I think probably like, I think yeah. it, it just hasn't one. happened. It's yeah. just different circumstances for Palmer. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about these dolphin running backs field. Like you said, when we talked about this, like it, it's yeah, just back to the story of the week. Right? I thought it was Jeff Wilson jr. And now I'm, I'm back to not knowing which one of these guys I want to trust. Most. So here's what I did is that. So last week, last week only because uh, there were two weeks prior to that where Raheem Mostert was out. So let's look at last week to start. Okay. Jeff Wilson plays 10 fewer snaps than Raheem Mostert. And he has one touch to Raheem Mostert's seven. So neither mm -hmm. one of them was good, but still seven touches at least. I mean, th that was a shocker that I should say one touch was a shocker for Jeff Wilson. You would have thought like, I don't know, at least eight to 10 for him. Instead, he got one. So what do you do with it? How can you possibly play him? But the first two games in which they were both there together, when Jeff Wilson Jr. was a newcomer, not Raheem Mostert, 
Jeff Wilson Jr. had 10 more touches, had 102 more yards total from scrimmage than Raheem Mostert. It seemed like it had become his job. So I netted out here. It's just an, like an amazingly good matchup. The Chargers are terrible defending the run. They are just so bad. The most yards allowed per carry to opposing running backs, the second most rushing yards per game total. They're bad on the on the on the ground. So I made Raheem Mostert my RB twenty two and Jeff Wilson my RB twenty three. Yeah, one I'm spot with, apart. Yep, we're we're very close. Actually, we are exactly the same. I have them in the same spot. Uh, and keep this in mind. I just want to say this about the situation. Like last week was so fluky. Yeah. Right. They ran forty four offensive plays, yeah. and to my point earlier. Super pass heavy. Yeah. So basically what happened was they didn't run the ball, so they weren't going to be a factor there. They were only ran 44 plays, in the, and most of them were in the passing game, and they just didn't happen to target the running backs because yeah. they were attacking other positions. So very fluky game. I wouldn't be too worried about that. All right. We got one more to talk about, friends. Okay. That's a Monday night football matchup Let's between the Patriots and the Cardinals. Lineup blocks for this one include Ramondre Stevenson, James Conner, and DeAndre Hopkins. But Stefania, I have so many question marks about the wide receivers yeah. for Arizona. Don't we all? I'm just going to let you start with well, this one. It's going to be tough because uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice on Thursday because of an illness. So you, again, if you look at like average miss time and that's going around, we've talked about it floating around the clubs. I would assume by Monday he's likely to be fine from yep. that. The bigger question is Rondale Moore, who had the groin injury and has not come back to practice since the bye. And we only get one practice because it's Monday night game, so we really only have Thursday to go by. But when you come out of a bye week and you have a player who's not doing anything at all in practice, it definitely makes you nervous about what the availability is likely to be. That's how I felt when DeAndre Swift, who I thought was going to get healthy coming out of a bye, was going to be. And when he wasn't, and you know, obviously limited. Yeah, so yeah, 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 different yeah, player, but yeah. something that, like it's hard for me not to be able to look at that and project it a little bit under Rondell Moore as well. Yeah. When I look at these guys, other injuries though, we have two more from this. I think that are notable, right? Oh yeah, I thought you guys just wanted oh. to talk about. Oh whatever, the, yeah, the right. we can do whatever. I'm just following your lead. I am just, you know, you're I'm nothing, here to serve. nothing like, but a You tell me amenable. when to go. And Let, I, okay, I, let's do the Cardinals wide receivers, then we'll come back to the Patriots. Is all right. So let's assume Rondell Moore does not play. It's interesting. The most valuable thing the Cardinals have brought from fantasy this season is when they've had one receiver truly and fully healthy, and that receiver got somewhere between like 10 and 15 targets per game, literally up to 15 targets in a game. And you were like, hey, I don't care if they go for 10.5 yards per catch. If I get 11 catches for 122 yards from DeAndre Hopkins, even without a touchdown, that's like a legit top five wide receiver. When you throw a touchdown in there, he'll be the highest scoring wideout in the week. Hollywood Brown, you go way back to the beginning of the season when D-Hop was not available and Hollywood Brown was not hurt. And he was having these mash weeks where he was getting yeah. you know, 11 catches himself in a given week. Now you have two, potentially three available. And I don't want DeAndre Hopkins to have an average depth of target like he did the last time we saw him of 15 yards. I want his average depth of target to be like, 10 yards per catch mm-hmm. because it's going to be much higher efficiency targets. And that to me is a secret sauce of these two wide receivers. Now, do I still have them ranked extremely high? I do, but Deandre Hopkins might be a top five play for me, regardless of the matchup. If it was just him or if those targets were expected to be closer to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. And uh, to your point, Hollywood Brown averaging 10.4 targets per game this season, which is obviously a huge number. And he did play one game with DeAndre Hopkins a couple yeah. weeks ago and had eight targets. And yeah. that was off the injury. We didn't even know for sure if he was going to play in that game. So yeah. uh, that makes me feel good. As long as he's in that seven to 10 target range, he's going to be startable in fantasy. I'm going to feel good about it. Yeah, so both very start, yeah. start both of those guys. Uh, just keep this in mind. If Rondale Moore somehow is able to go, 
uh, and, and if he's not, Greg Dortch will step in. But Hollywood Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore have played zero snaps together this yeah, season. Yeah. We have not seen that, and, and it's hard to kind of project what those targets will look like in that situation. Yeah, Diop only had five targets last when these two, when he yeah. and Hollywood Brown played their one, five targets, which one target or one game does not make a sample size, of course, but still five targets when they played one game together was not exactly ideal. Mm-hmm. No, it was not ideal. All right, Stefania, now let's turn it over and talk Matt, about some Patriots. Yes, yes. well, uh, Jacoby Myers suffered a head injury in the last game that was played, and he's still in the concussion protocol, not back in practice yet. So I think you can probably plan on Jacoby Myers missing this game. And then Damian Harris dealing with yet another soft tissue injury. Uh, unfortunately for him, not practicing, but we've already been on the Ramondre Stevenson train anyway. We have been. We're going to continue to stay on it. Field, I just want to highlight something you said and sort of open the back the floor up to if you need a desperation tight end this week. Earlier this week, you had a call about maybe Hunter Henry not being a bad option. Feeling frisky. Yeah, so Hunter Henry, who's a good player. The problem is that they have two tight ends for the Patriots, obviously, who get snaps. But the Cardinals have been the gift that keeps on giving. It is a fact. It is the time of the year when we are reminded it is better to give than it is to, to receive. receive. Yep. And the char- the Cardinals have been very generous in that regard to opposing tight ends. If there's no Jacoby Myers, it should mean that many more targets to go around for other players. Now, those other players might end up being Nelson Aguilar or Tyquan sure. Thornton or something. Being said, it's a real as, as Mike and I uh, asserted earlier, the Cardinals are tied for the most passing touchdowns allowed this season, uh, 24 in total. Um, so it's a good matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots move the football effectively. The Cardinals are the second worst pass defense, second worst red zone defense. There could be some yards and some potential touchdowns. The last time the Patriots were in a soft spot like this. Hunter Henry had one, but should have been two touchdowns and played really well against the Vikings. You got it. Fit, put 50K down on Hunter Henry anytime touchdown is what <laughs> oh, feels gosh. I wouldn't necessarily go that big unless you're Al Zeidenfeld. Unless you're Al Zeidenfeld. A reminder yeah. to check out the CSS DFS podcast in case you're into playing Daily Fantasy. That's it for our list of games, but we're going to take a couple of social questions oh. here first in order to end our Friday show. History. It's 48 minutes into the show, and we've wrapped up. This is the secret. This is what happens when you get ahead of things with your Thursday game. That's right. And That's right. Producing by Dave Presley. Yeah, and not that many good, a bunch of good players hurt. So but you have actually, fewer choices. We're actually, in, we're in a really good spot going forward too, because next week there are three games on, on Saturday. On Saturday. Yep. So we'll be able to have much more comprehensive injury updates for those games. The following week, every game is on Saturday, except for the three on Christmas day. And then the weeks after that, I believe there are Saturday games in both week 17 and, and 18, 18 yeah. as well. So we could be. Uh, I think the last week is all, everybody's all Sunday. on Sunday. Could be yeah, because there's no 17, Thursday, no Monday. And I think they put them all on Sunday. So right. We're, and that makes sense, actually. Yeah. yeah, because I think uh, we we ESPN maybe broadcast a game. on. No, we don't. 1231. Yeah. That's uh, I take that back. Yeah. Week 17 and 18. They're all Sunday yeah. because uh, week 17 the first uh, is the college football playoff semifinals. Oh, oh that's right. There you go. So that's normally there might be a Saturday, Saturday game, yeah. but nope. So anyway, All right. So in case you were wondering what our programming is at the end of say, the month. I was going to say, people were sitting here like, God, guys, this is so this awesome. Is like, I'm if like, you I'm guys, just taking it day by day. You're like, <laughs> you guys haven't already won a podcasting award for going through ESPN's programming schedule on New Year's Eve. You guys are now the top nominee. All right. Thirsty Kyle, let's take some social questions from you, my friend. Ryan wants to know who you guys are starting at flex. He's got four names here for you. Damian Pierce, Latavius Murray, Michael Gallup, or Darius Slayton. Mike, you can answer this one. Damian, Damian, Pierce. Yeah. Damian Pierce. He's Again, not going to go through all the numbers again, but the guy's going to get the most volume here for sure. 
was that Latavius guy. You can't trust Gallup yet. He's coming off the good game, but not a ton of target volume there. Can't buy him yet. I mean, Pierce is still and a top 20 run, play. And they're going to run the ball anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm going 900 Pierce. times. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that. Next one, Kyle. Kay wants to know, how close are you going to cook over Singletary in that Buffalo backfield? Ooh, really close. I mean, I had, me. Yeah, Mike and I have what it reversed, but it's two spots. I have Singletary ahead. Well, it's just about how close. How right. Close. So he, he, said how, how much, uh, he said how much ahead is Cook over Singletary, right? Oh. So, yeah, I, so I think we are both two spots apart. I have James Cook, 28, Devin Singletary, 30. I'm Mike, mm-hmm. I think Mike said he had Devin Singletary at, what, 27 and yeah, Cook, like 29? Two spot, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it is a toss-up. It is I close. Just, yeah. Singletary's a little safer. Cook has probably outplayed him and has more upside, but I've very close. Singletary. Very close. Very close, yeah. All right, next second. We've got a flex question for Nathan. Wants to know if you go either Buccaneer back or DJ Moore is your flex. Who would you pick? Ooh, that's a good DJ one. Moore with Sam Darnold under center one. now. I just go Moore. Yeah, I I'd probably too. go yeah. more. Again, that that Fortnite's matchup Less is so more. bad as Mike just highlighted, and you know each of yeah, them could yeah, play yeah, exactly yeah. half the snaps. Yeah. And Let me we ask don't you a question. know about Leonard Fournette. If Leonard Fournette flat out doesn't play, then even though it's yeah. a bad matchup, then I would, then I would play go with White. Rashad White. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he'll play. He might play eighty percent of the snaps. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Fair, fair. Kyle, next one. Last one here comes from Dan, who's a chat superstar. He's in here every day. He wants to know Dan? what we have to do to get more Dan. prison mic swag like we've had today. Oh. oh. We've had know. plenty we of did, prison I, mic I, swag. I got a shout week. out. Is oh, Dan the oh. same one who had the tweet about the Shawshank yes, predictions? I was just going to say that. So good. That was so good. So good. We might have to turn that into a segment. I, he said, yeah. Shawshank no, prediction. You, I saw. Yeah, you, don't, yeah. you don't say, like, I now I'm going to turn it into my own segment. You let other people say that. No, I'm he said it. No, he said it. I was like, that is brilliant. That is- yeah, I, I wish I remember who said it. Yeah. Humility. Bring back not prison. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Shawshank projections. That's that's, that's brilliant. So good. That it. it really is good. Um, but did we answer the question? What was the question? I was just shout out to Dan for being in our chat every day. He just uh, said, he can we bring back? Can we get oh, yeah, more, more yeah, prison mic? Yeah. I mean, I've been trying. Mind. We just need yeah. to be in a weekly go-karting. <laughs> <I'm counting laughs> that's right. I don't. You just got to boost my that ego really a lot. Brought it out. Mario Kart count. That's a little bit easier yeah, to actually do, do that. that. That's, really, that's that an off-season show. We'll just play Mario Kart. We'll just bring it up. Throw it on the big screen here. Hold on. You don't call it Mario. He does call it Mario. I do. He does. It's not. Mario? It's Mario. Mario. This is not hard, right? Like, this is not like... Okay, okay, Brett Yates. Okay. Gosh, you have to fight. Oh, no. Our producer just chimed in the Mario Presley. That is not fair. No, no. That's because he's from England. He's British. Yeah. 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 That's just just his accent. Don't worry. He knows it's Mario. Yeah. Um, I think there's one thing I did want to mention on the news front that I think we implied yesterday, but just another day, Stefania, of no Kenneth Walker III on the field for the Seahawks. Yep. Another day. Certainly sounds like there's a chance he will sit. If pressed to start a running back and there is no Kenneth Walker the third, my gut call right now is Travis Homer. Mike, yes. how do you yeah. feel about this one? Uh, Probably Travis. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on Sports Center in a little while and answer that question. So oh. make sure you tune in. Hold on. And, oh my gosh, uh, Dan. He is in case you were wondering Dan. about so good at fucking chat Dan. Dan. PM what, look at what you have done to our Mike Clay, who used to be this sweet, hardworking, grateful to be a part of the team. <laughs> Very wholesome. Mike Clay, yes. yes. Look at what you have turned him into. You've created a monster. Mm-hmm. Where's the happened. bandana? But Travis Homer. Wow. Bring it back. <laughs> bring the, yeah, bring we the need to bring the bandana, bandana back. back. Travis Homer. Uh, did it's I Travis beat Shefty? Yeah, I oh, no, Shefty yeah. beat me. Shefty's definitely taking him for long shots on Sunday. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I'm with you because uh, DJ Dallas hurt as well. He's not practicing yeah, yet. It, look, it sounds like neither of those guys. So it's, it would be Homer and it would be Tony Jones. With Wayne Gallman. They, they like Homer a lot from up, the yeah. U. Yeah. We like wow. him. And Homer, yeah. by the way, this is such a small. We don't talk s- about the U much anymore. Though. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't. Such a small sample. Okay. So I'm just, just having a little fun with this. But 
since Homer's been in the league, if you take every running back that's had at least 70 carries, he's fourth in yards per carry. Is that like five, Larry. five and a half? He's been, effective. Oh he's been effective when he's run the ball <laughs> and really good as a pass catcher. Again, smaller sample, but he's caught like 90% of his targets and he's been used more in that department. He's been really good. So if he gets 15 touches, he's going to be an RB two. So it's okay. a guy that's available in 97% of ESPN leagues. You could scoop him up and maybe have a starting option. Okay. There right. you have it. Travis. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I, I took the very proactive measure in a league of grabbing all three backup Steel, uh, Seahawks running backs. I, I was in. I have a league where I've just got like my starting lineup is really is 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 pretty much set it and forget it every single week, um, and I don't have any players that I absolutely start that are going on a buy this week. I don't know how I avoided that in just one league. So my bench was very fluid, and I just grabbed all three. That's okay. way to do it. Yeah, just Nothing take it by an hour and, yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. I, you know, I've been told it's an hour by hour kind of sport. It's like, it's like <laughs> Joe Mixon, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, Joe Mixon. That's what I've yeah. been told. Except, Practice in full again. Except he wasn't. Except, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for our Friday show. Come back on Sundays for Fantasy Football Now. If we Do we know for a fact if Mike will be there? No, we don't. Okay, because there's a possibility Mike will have graduated from ESP. He could mm-hmm. be on Good Morning America on Sunday morning. He could be sure. doing a show from could the be, moon. He could have a, yeah, he could have his own like special yeah, a show from the moon. Shawshank Projections is my new show. Shawshank coming Projections. To coming to <laughs> Yo, wow. <laughs> Yes, been minus plus. Yeah, it's minus plus. Got we got a we got a big deal What's lined that up cost for these days for a month. <laughs> it, we, we send you four ninety nine. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, me too. We pay you to do. Um, That's what it is. Oh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love the fact that you spend so much time with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. You have earned that. We cannot wait to see you on Sunday. Good luck here in week fourteen. We'll see you. Guys. We set such a good example of loving each other here. We do. Yeah. yeah, I mean you, me, and Daniel. Do meanwhile, Mike over there Free is just like I was feeling good today, and he comes in and calls me an idiot too, sir. <laughs> calls me not to suck two seconds before the show. Well, you didn't do a very good job of that. <laughs> if you need a stick of tide, field is your guy. If you're in Bristol or in Farmington, you should find another ride. Candidly, he hates Mike Clay And you know that it's a fact Every hater's gonna yate Cause he's on TV every day A spicy tomato who's got the stats And tweets that'll make you laugh He's our favorite host And everybody knows his name He's feeling